Hey, Mom, come here. I need you to, to do our, our intro to the episode, okay? I want you to do your best Mickey Mouse beans impression. Beans. Dad. Who's beans? Is that okay? No, Dad was talking dirty. <laughs> beans. Good job. Okay, so that was a thing in our family. That wasn't just an outburst. I felt like I needed to have. Yeah. We would, beans. we would randomly yell beans. beans. I have no idea. Was I not a member of the family? <laughs> was I left out of this? No, I think you just forgot. Welcome to another episode of Wolf Disney, a podcast that goes through the Disney catalog movie by movie with two sisters who have not seen many of them. <laughs> Is that grammatically correct? Who haven't seen many of them. I'm Sarah. And I'm Natalie. And we are the Wolf Sisters. Um, oh, right. This week we're doing Fun and Fancy Free and The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, which are two movies that we both watched. So we are right now recording this after talking to our dad about these two movies. And uh, we're so tired. And... Um, we kind of just jump right into things, um, and so it might be kind of hard to latch on to in the beginning, but for background, both movies are following um, a similar format of our previous movies, like Saludos Amigos and Three Caballeros, where there's um, like back and forth. They're, they're, they're made up of different shorts, um, which at least for Saludos Amigos and Three Caballeros, they were kind of connected. Yeah. And we'll see that this week um, the connections are kind of hard to find. Yeah, they're all, it's kind of four separate stories and two movies. Um, and so the next whatever amount of minutes will just be um, three quarters of the Wolf family trying to stay on one story at a time um, and keep it as factual as possible. Um, but yeah, enjoy. We also got mom saying beans at the beginning, so that's the whole family. That's true. That's true. Hope you enjoy it. All right, Dad, we have um, an icebreaker for you. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so you need to take your first name. Eric. Good, good start. And then you need to come up with a Disney character whose name starts the same letter of every letter of your name. No problem. Okay. Was there one named Esmeralda? Yes. yes. Okay, I see. R is, uh, R stands for Little Ricky. No. R is for um, what was one of the dwarfs named R? Was it was an R word for little dwarfs? No. Okay. Um, R is for Rumpelstiltskin. Not a Disney movie. Okay. Um, R, R, E, R, A, I, I. R, O. R, O, 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 uh, Rasputin. Not a Disney movie and not an R, O. 
R-O is row. Bra. Bra? Robin Hood. Oh, Robin Hood. Yeah, Robin Hood. And I is Ichabod Crane. Good job. Of course. And C is Cinderella. Nice. You could have just done Ichabod Crane for your last two letters. Oh, thank you. I, I Obviously, I knew that, but I, I wanted to, you know, I didn't want to get the same answer twice. That was good, Deb. I'm surprised the E was so quick for you. Yeah, I was really shocked by your E one. I just pulled that out of my butt. I had no idea. Esmeralda's a real word. I mean, a real person. I just figured it was. It's the name of a witch or something. Do you know what she's in? Gosh, no. Oh, maybe. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, the one where they make her eat the apple and she and she goes to sleep forever. No white? Yeah. No. No. Why would she be in Snow White? Because she's the witch. Esmeralda's a witch name. <laughs> She's just the witch, Dad. I mean, she's the evil stepmother or whatever. Oh, is she? Cinderella. Cinderella also has very few, like, character names beyond. Cinderella. Yeah, and the dwarfs. You know her name is Ella? Isn't that weird? <laughs> They're talking about two. Oh, my gosh. I could have said Ella. Okay, e. hold on. Hold Ooh. on. Yeah. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> we went from talking about Snow White to Cinderella. There are no dwarves in Cinderella. Did I say that? Yes. Oh. My point was Cinderella, and people don't know this, and I and, and it really it doesn't bother me a whole lot. I don't think a lot about about it you know every day, but every now and then I'll think about it. That people don't know that her name's Ella. It's Cinderella. They think her name's Cinderella. I was like, nah, she's she takes care of the cinders. Well, next week is Cinderella, so we'll have to cut oh, that yeah. and stick it in. Oh, yeah. So everybody will know. Yes. Because All the people in Michigan. Everyone is listening. We can jump into Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll talk about Toad. No, you were going with Ichabod. Yeah, tell us about Ichabod. What's the moral of Ichabod? There is none. It's the, the, the moral is, or the story, you know, the uh, cautionary tale is that uh, uh, if you're tall and skinny and awkward, don't be going after the good looking girl. Yeah, but I didn't like Ichabod. I was confused about who the hero of the movie was supposed to That's be. That's what I mean. Yeah. Because Ichabod, like, it seemed like everyone liked Katrina because she was very pretty. Right. Um, but he was dreaming about like all the money he would get if he married her because she was the only daughter. Okay, yeah. I missed that part. It was when he was in his classroom and he was dreaming. Like the barns are full of gold and yeah, I just I, I just didn't like it. I was, I mean, I've never liked um, uh, Sleepy Hollow. Washington uh, Irving. Yeah, Washington Irving. I'm, I like Washington Irving, I, you know, it's, it's a good story, or he's a good storyteller, but I, I, I don't like, I mean, I liked it because it scared me as a child. That's what I liked. You know, the Headless Horseman. Yeah, it was scary. It was scary. It was really scary. I, it made me nervous. It also I'm didn't, yeah, it didn't it really end well. Yeah, he just disappeared. Oh. And then they- Yeah, he disappeared and never came back. But, did, but didn't that Swede guy end up with a girl? 
with Katrina? Yeah, but he wasn't sweet at first. Like No, not sweet. I said Swede. Swedish. Swedish. Oh, was he Swedish? Yeah, his name was like Hans or... No, it was Brom Bones. Yes, but look at his real name. That was his Where? nickname. Oh, you missed it. I read about it, too. You didn't read about it in Wikipedia? No, because we gave you this assignment, so we decided not to research it. Okay, he's got a very Swedish name. It's, I mean, it's like uh, Jan Johansson or something like that, and it's, his, name's, his nickname is Brom or something. Like that. Yeah, it's weird. Jan Johansson? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. You might want to check on that. <laughs> well, anyways, he ends up with the girl, but it wasn't 100% clear. Like, when it first started, I thought he was going to be, like, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Never saw that show. Yeah, so much of it reminded me of Beauty and the Beast for, like, the first half. Yeah. Yes, so. I thought it was, like, a male beauty situation. It was. A male beauty? What are you talking about? Yeah, it was. Reminded me of of beauty? Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. Okay, Dad, you just said you've never seen that show. Ichabod was the Ichabod was the beast. Oh, but you are familiar with that storyline then. Beauty. Yes, but he doesn't end up with her, so it's not like that at all. Okay, well, but the headless horseman was the beast. That is he was crazy. the headless horseman. But the, the headless horseman is is Brom Bones. No, it's oh, it not. is. No, it's not. I thought it was. No. No. It's uh, Ichabod. No, it's not. Or it's someone not. else. It can't Allie, be who is it? Dad, it can't be Ichabod because we watched it chase Ichabod. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah, I just really, I really liked that story because it scared me as a child. And I really think that the Headless Horseman was like just a twist in the plot. I don't think that it had anything to do with Brom or with... Okay. Uh, I'm going to Google this. I, I don't think we should get caught you up on this because I got a lot of Toad stuff to talk about. Okay, but also is the legend of Sleepy Hollow the Headless Horseman or the story of yes. Ichabod Crane? Oh no, Ichabod Crane is just a he's a plot uh, he's a device to, to tell the story of the Headless Horseman. That's my take on it. Got a lot of toad stuff. Okay, okay, here's here's what I found. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna start talking now. Natalie. I'm reading now. Go ahead. Though it is unclear if the horseman was real or not, there right. is proof Brom Bones made up the story of the Headless Horseman and pretended to be him. The pumpkin and sword seen at the party were the same ones used by the ghost. Also, the ghost's body is very similar to Brom Bones's, and though the horseman does not cross the bridge, he does throw his head at Crane. A dirty grin also appears on Brahm's face after he discovers Ichabod throwing salt over his shoulder. However, the apparent lack of anything underneath the horseman's cloak hints that the headless horseman that Ichabod Crane encountered was real and not Brahm disguised. I think think it's Brahm Bones. No, I think it's real. No, it's real. It's absolutely real. Brahm thought he was just kidding by telling some legend story to scare this guy, and then in the end, it ended up actually happening. Exactly. Better story writing would have been, Mr. Irving, if Brahm Bones had told that story at the party, and then on Brahm Bones' way home, the Headless Horseman had chased him. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take Irving Berlin's defense here by saying Washington Washington Irving. Washington Irving, yes, Washington Irving. 
by saying, I think he did it great, a great job, because what happened really is um, there was a competition between these two men. You had a skinny geek and the, and the brawny dude from Sweden, and they were, they were vying for the love of a beautiful Katrina. <laughs> anyway, she was the only good-looking girl in the whole town, too, man. It's just really bad. But uh, I think that um, the Headless Horseman just was, uh, uh, at the very end, just to scare the hell out of you. I don't think it has anything to do with uh, brawn bones or or, or uh, the other skinny guy. Ichabod. Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with him. I think it just scared Ichabod. It's like, I'm never coming back here again. I'm giving up teaching. I'm going to start, uh, I'm going to go to a commune or something and raise um, raisins, you know, uh, grapes and turn them into raisins. But go ahead. Uh, that got weird towards the end, Dad. Yeah, I, I was trying to figure out what Ichabod would do after he left. He's a teacher. Terrytown. Yes, but you can't teach anymore because once you get that black mark on you at the state level, you can never do it again. You can't go the back. You, hey, as Thomas Bull said, you can never go home. I don't know that information traveled that quickly. I think you could have found a teaching job somewhere else. Yeah. Do you ever read the news from back then? I do. Because I had a subscription to newspapers.com. I'm telling you, man, the news back then was just like hearsay. You know, like, so-and-so did this, that dirty scoundrel. I'm like, wow, that's not judgmental. <laughs> that's not going to taint the jury. Anyway. Think the juries. Um, the other story in this movie is Mr. Anyway. Toad. The story of Mr. Toad. Oh, my gosh. Say no more. All right. homage. Say no more. <laughs> That's the end of our episode. Go ahead. Man, that was such a good story. We had such a fun time reading that. Dad, what is your history with Mr. Toad? I don't know when we got that book, but it was when the girls were little and I read it to them. Well, we to weren't little at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I'm these girls were not little at the same time. They were a little at different times. You read this with Natalie. I have never read I read this with Natalie. Like, I, I think I read this with Natalie. Um, it probably took four months to read it. This is a chapter book, as, as you called it. Chapter book. And, um, my, you know, it, it, in the evening when Natalie would get ready to go to bed, I would go upstairs and read to her. And um, just had a really good time reading it. And, and I don't know why, What's because I, because she, the wind and the willows, and the problem with that is the, the the book is so well written. And I was thinking about this as I was reading it this past week, that I knew Sarah really would not like it very well because I remember Sarah saying this very specific thing about authors that she hated, and those were people that went into great detail to describe the smallest happening. And that's exactly what he did, Graham, over and over and over again. He talked about Molly's little outfit for like three pages. And you know, Natalie's, Natalie's forward. He's like, what are we talking about? <laughs> Forget it. You know, just keep on going. Just trudge through. She but it was fun four. reading. What's that? She was not four. She was probably Five? like seven, seven or eight. It was when we were living in Durham. Sarah was, uh, Natalie was about 16. And uh, 
No, she was probably seven or eight. We really had a good time reading that book. And, um, and honestly, you know, I read a review, I think it was on a, on a, um, when in the willows and they talked about why it's so attractive, why it's so, uh, not easy to read, but enjoyable. And it had to do with camaraderie, you know, and just like warmth and, uh, friendship and just all kinds of the good things that, that, that are pretty much confined to the first six years of your life. You know what I mean? I mean, you don't, you don't have that stuff when you're, when you're 30, uh, not with, your comrades and people you work with um not that same feeling that the one that ratty had for uh water rat and that's what I, you know there's so many differences between a book and the um movie but or the cartoon or whatever you it's a feature though isn't it it's a yeah. feature that's a, yeah. a package film yeah um but and but a lot was cosmetic you know, they skipped over a lot of the detail that uh, Graham plot, covered. Thank, thank God. Is the plot it was. Plot? It really was. Yes, it really was. But it's just around, uh, like, Mr. Toad and whether or not he stole this car? Oh, no, no, no. He definitely did that. They got Toad dead to rights. I mean, they, they portrayed him 100% Toad. I mean, that was the, the book and the, the movie were uh, identical in that respect. The thing that they didn't get right, not get right, but the thing that took license and changed was um, Badger, supposedly, I guess he was Scottish, you know, and they called him Mick Badger in the, in the, in the, uh, Walt Disney, the Disney version. He's never called Mick Badger anywhere in the book. And uh, Badger is, is portrayed in Disney as a kind of a grump, or not grump, it's kind of like a, uh, yeah. a, a gruff, a gruff uh, badger that's in charge of the wildwood, and nothing goes on the wildwoods that he doesn't know about. And he gets people out of trouble. He, uh, you know, but he didn't want to do it, but he does it because he's he's like the high sheriff of the wildwood. But in the book, he's very understanding and very nice. I mean, he loves Molly since he meets him, and he loves Toad too. He just he didn't like the thing, the decisions that Toad makes. Um, what I did when I when I read the book was I tried to compare myself with one of the characters, which I, I like to do that when I'm reading. Can I and guess I which myself, one? Pardon me. Can I guess which one? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Mr. Toad. You're yeah, definitely Toad. Yeah, it's Mr. Toad. Yeah. I saw, I saw Toad. I mean, Toad just got caught up in everything. You know, it's like, hey, I've got to have a car. And in the in the storybook, see, they went into it so in depth in the book. Um, each one of the three of the um, the water rat, who's known as Ratty in the book, and Molly and Mister Bat or <laughs> Mister Batty went there. Uh, Toad. They all had little bunks in that little yellow um, cart. And they slept, they were going for like a, a vacation. They were going out to, uh, into the wide world and they were gonna, uh, you know, just see what, see what things were like away from the river. And um, Toad overslept the first day, he slept on noon. <laughs> and everybody else had to take care of him, build a fire, make his, bre his breakfast slash lunch, and then wake him up and it's, it, uh, it, it kind of reminded me of myself, but. 
Do you, have you <laughs> ever made an impulsive purchase? Um, well, just two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, no, I got, you know, I got that famous Spotify thing that no one wants to join. So I think that's impulsive. What? You have family Spotify? Yeah. We by should myself. Be on it. I told you to join. You I don't know how to do that. I don't know how you do that, but yes, I have family Spotify. Because it was such a bargain. <laughs> it's, only like, it's only like four dollars more than a single. You know, it's like seven dollars for a single and twelve for a family. I'll like, oh, get the family thing because I can share that with people. And I found out everybody in my family already has this. Yes, but I will cancel mine and get on yours. Yeah, sure. Jump aboard. I won't cancel mine, but you can. Any other purchases? Uh, Did you ever impulsively buy a car? No. Uh, yes, I have, of course. In fact, yeah, listen to this story. This is real, this is kind of neat. That's what a podcast <laughs> is, Dad. What's that? That's what a podcast is. Listen to the story. Okay. Well, um, Ann and I had picked out a car. It was our first Saturn. This is back when they still, still stole Saturns down in, we were living in Charleston, South Carolina, in Somerville. And um, she said, okay, uh, I've got to work. Can you go pick the car up? And I said, yeah, sure. And I went there and the guy's like, hey, look at this one over here. <laughs> it has, it was a year older, but it was like $8,000 less. It had like 10,000 miles on it, but it had leather seats. And it was a sporty version. I said, yeah, I've got to have that. And I made that decision on my own. And, and Anne, she was pretty good about it because she could have uh, killed me, but she didn't. She was very nice about it. Uh, then she told me several years later, she said, I hate leather. It's cold in the winter and hot in the summer. True. And I said, oh. yeah. <laughs> but I said, oh, I wish you would have told me that. <laughs> So when Toad sees the the car in the movie, poop poop, he makes all those noises. Oh, um, he does. He, he bounces on his butt down the road, and he does that in the book too. Okay. I mean, it talks about him like sitting on his on his haunches and jumping down the road, going poop poop, and no one can get through to him. That's also what I love about that story. Here's a Toad. That's the heir to the toad fortune. He lives in the biggest toad house in the whole village. You know, I mean, everybody else is like living in holes. Does the yeah. book ever talk about how he, the family acquired that house? Like, or they no, they don't. Family? They just talk about his um, legacy, the legacy of the toad family and how it passed down to him. Uh, you know, and I think it's in the movie. Yeah, it is in the movie <laughs> because all those weasels are everywhere. <laughs> throwing knives uh, remember very, that yeah it's yeah. very violent oh my god yes very violent but toad trades toad hall for a car a car yeah and that's not a wise decision i mean that's hey. obviously toad hall is worth way more than a uh, hundred thousand pounds yeah that's a little, probably a lot of money back in wherever whenever toad lived yeah um toad is so he's just such a classic i mean um 
Natalie, how did you feel about it when I read it to you? you remember any of that? you remember how you felt? Um, I, I remember liking it. Uh, yeah. When I watched this movie earlier today, all that seemed very familiar, and I don't know if it's because I, I don't remember ever, I didn't think I'd ever seen this movie. Probably not. Okay, that's what I thought. And so, to me, like, like I before I watched, I couldn't tell you what the plot line of The Wind of the Willows was. Yeah. But as I was watching it, everything that was happening, like I knew as it was happening, what was going to happen. And the scenes themselves, none of them were surprising to me. Yeah. Well, that's pretty I good then. That, that means they were pretty... What's I, that? I guess that means that Kenneth Grimm's descriptions paid off. Um, yeah. Because the, the scene where to- Mr. Toad is making all those noises and is bumping around on the road, that, I like thought I'd already seen that before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure you had, in your mind, I'm sure you did. I yeah. knew yeah. one of the songs, the Merrily, 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 Merrily on our Yeah, but that's from Grandmommy. In particular, I think we had like a um, Disney sing-along video that had that song on it. We might have. Like I knew that. Oh, you know, here's someone that's not in the book. Cyril, the I horse. Love Cyril. Cyril was my. I favorite. love him too, but he's not in the book. Cyril was my absolute favorite. Um, well, they don't even talk about Cyril in the book. Cyril's just a a horse. Well, but it, it, so then, sorry. In the in the book, then who provides the um the the costume to Mister Toad in jail? I don't know. I don't remember that in depth with it. If you get a chance to read it again, I would advise you to just, and I wouldn't say read it through, just read a chapter, and it makes you, makes you feel good, you know. Graham's a really good writer. Um, thanks for asking. Molly is my favorite character. Oh, thank you, sir. Natalie, that's one of my favorites. He's, he's probably my favorite. Molly? I mean, yeah. Yeah, Molly's I definitely... Like, go ahead, Natalie, I'm sorry. Uh, I actually like all... all he, in the movie, at least, I just liked every time he was on screen like when toad comes up with his cart thing and uh he tries to climb up the he, wheel he starts climbing up the wheel yeah and gets pulled off yeah, right hits him yeah. like oh yeah okay i can go yeah. on this death <laughs> yeah. well you know um graham does a really good job of, of continuing that same stream only you know in word but you know he, he calls he calls moly like naive and uh, He's innocent, really. I mean, he's lived underground by himself up to that day when he went to go visit Ratty. You know, I mean, he came out of that hole in the ground, looked around, and ran into Ratty. You know, he was really was naive. And I, I did like that, too, when he was trying to crawl up on the, the wheel and get into the, to the cart. And uh, Ratty, Ratty's... Um, different too and when molly applauds when they're in court <laughs> yeah. i just liked him yeah he's he's lovable I feel, like, um, I feel like he's the like um what people what disney wished like dopey had been yeah like that okay let's let's go to fun and fancy free uh having trouble remembering what that was about that one starts with bongo the bear oh yeah i didn't like the whole story yeah i could have done about it oh i liked it what'd you like about it um i don't know i think i just liked i liked i like all the fun and fancy free um 
I liked the little like bear kind of hoedown vibe. Um, you know that reminded me of the painting. Yes. Do you remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. The bears in the woods. Their party. Oh my God! Is that the best painting ever? I, we need to explain this. Is that our grandfather was in a nursing home and. Outside of his room, there was a framed painting that was called like the the bear bear party, party in the woods, bear or party in the woods, or something like that. And it kind of looks like the scene from Bongo, where it has like all those bears dancing. And somebody that worked there happened to like walk by when Dad was looking at it. And what did you ask her? I do not recall. You said something like, um, "Wow." this is an incredible photograph or something like that. <laughs> and she said, yeah. <laughs> Obviously a painting because they're bears. They're all on their hind legs. They're dancing. There's like- Some of them are drinking. Yeah. <laughs> the weird thing is, this is probably not weird, but I, I think it's weird. Is there's like at least 16 bears in that and that whole and that scene, and you know, bears are pretty solitary except for their own cubs. Whenever you see more than four bears together, and they're not related, mom and cubs, it ain't really. It's not real unless unless daddy bears trying to eat the cubs, and that happens. I'm sorry, dad gets hungry. So, um, fun and fancy free came out in 1947. Yeah. Okay, um, so Bongo the Bear was an was the uh, original story was by Sinclair Lewis. Oh, I love Sinclair Lewis. Um, yeah, it's by Sinclair Lewis, and I looked at his Wikipedia page, and I uh, said that he was like famous because a lot of his work had to do with like anti-capitalism, like during the war, blah blah blah. And so I was confused to how Bongo the Bear ever like based on what the Disney movie showed ever had anything to do with any kind of morals. Um, and, um, uh, I guess you should say, because Bongo the bear is a bear that was in the circus and escapes the circus and wants to live in the wilderness. And so he goes to the wilderness and he has a hard time fitting in, but he kind of figures it out. He finds a girl bear and they fall in love. What Sarah? You know, a moral been, story. You, you know what would have made it easier for him to fit in? Is he didn't have he, a unicycle. If he had ditched the unicycle and if he had taken off his circus <laughs> costume. Yes. His what? His circus costume, I think, also yeah, made him stand out from the rest of the bears. If all you've known is wearing clothes, I would be asking a lot of a bear to take his shirt off. Yes, Dad. I was raised by wolves. Okay. okay? Wolves. Wolves, yes. Now, you know, I understand that because, you know, uh, going from one school to the next and you're new there and you have on clothes that aren't, you know, you're, you're wearing clothes that are, that are uh, circus-like and all the other people are wearing their natural fur and you don't fit in. And it's really tough being a seventh grader in circus clothes. Okay. Um, anyway, so he finds a girl bear and they like each other, but then she ends up slapping him over and over again and then accidentally slaps this like big scary bear. And so they like 
have to be together and then you lump realize jaw. you real lump jaw you realize through um a song that the way that bears show they love each other is by slapping each other um, that's that's a good story that's a good moral and is so that true though did anyone google bears no and so she was upset that um bongo never showed love back but bongo just didn't know that language because he grew up in the circus anyway um it ends happily but in the original story Bongo is a pacifist who never fits in with the wild bears. Um, and uh, the whole slapping thing happens. Um, but then he just gives up and he stumbles upon a different circus and goes back to the circus as like a stunt bear where he finds that their like resident bear there is a girl bear who is also a pacifist. And so they... Oh. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I found some background on Fun and Fancy Free. Well, go ahead, buddy. This this article is not a fan of this. Oh, it's Mary Ness. It's our friend Mary Ness from last week. Oh, yeah, that's where. Yeah, yeah. She's not a fan of these of this movie either. Um, and the title of this article is "Forcing a Theme: Disney's Fun and Fancy Free." <laughs> um, and so she talks about how like you have all of these elements and none of them. Like, I was reading through it, and she was like, well, it starts with Jiminy Cricket. And I was like, I forgot about Jiminy Cricket, and I just watched this movie three hours ago. Like, I, I after Bongo and Edgar Bergen and the the marionettes, and then... The marionettes? Yeah. Yes, Dad. Marionette is usually, yes, they are puppets, because they have strings on them, but they're usually made of paper mache they're made from by seventh graders or sixth graders. I mean, I'm serious. Okay, Sarah, go back to what you're saying, please. Well, I was just saying that like it is it is such a weird movie of things. I mean, at least in the in the other movie with um Mr. Toad and um Ichabod, they just like kind of put a narrator and that's like, here's a really great story from England and here's a really great story from America. Um, but in Fun and Fancy Free, you're like, oh, okay, Jiminy Cricket's here. And now we're listening to a record, and here's Bongo. And and now he's found an invitation, and now here's Edgar Bergen and Mortimer Snurd and this child who's been invited to a party that's just her and a grown man and his two puppets. Um, and then he tells the Jack and the Beanstalk story and then it's over. Like there's no continuity. None of it connects together. That's not true. What, what connects? Jiminy Cricket. We know that Jiminy Cricket from Pinocchio just shows up in people's homes to see if he can be useful or needed or whatever. That's not why he showed up at Geppetto's home. Yeah. He showed up at Geppetto's home because it was warm. Okay, yeah. Anyway, um, so he's doing the same thing, and he gets to the party because he sees the invitation at the little girl's house across the street. It's just weird. I love this movie. Oh, I do too. Um, they also add in, which I'm still not familiar with her, but I looked at her Wikipedia page, Diana Shore, in the first one. So they're clearly like, stretching to like have names outside of the Disney like family so far and I guess the, the girl is also like a child actor but I think she was already a Disney person Diana Shore? No 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 Luana Patton I know her she was in Song of the South and <laughs> that's racist yeah and another 
one from like that era. Um, yeah. The whole ventriloquist thing, people I think really don't like, but I think they were the funny. Oh, I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard when um when Mortimer is trying to use his imagination. Yeah. And and he's like, Oh, I I it was like paint a scene with your imagination. He's like, Well, I painted a barn once. It was red. And so then um Edgar Bergen starts describing the Happy Valley. And he goes, and, and high on the hillside, overlooking everything in the valley. And Mortimer's nerd goes, my barn! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so hard. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah was born 40 years too late. <laughs> you should have been born in 1940, like Mortimer's nerd. I like them too. Just, yeah, thank you, you did? Yes. I think I... It's sweet. He gets like, I loved him because he gets really sad when he thinks the giant died, but yeah. then the giant rips the roof off. And, and then at the end he goes, well, okay, Willie, good to see you now. Please don't slam the roof. <laughs> it just reminded me of like, what do you want someone to leave? And you're just like, well, all right then. It's time yeah. for you to leave, Willie. <laughs> yeah. I also just liked Charlie's just like snark throughout yeah. to Edgar. Um, it was good. I mean, I read, because I remember watching this, because this is one of the few VHS movies that our family had yeah. um, for some reason. Um, but I remember watching it and being really, like, unimpressed with Edgar Bergen's um, ventriloquism. And I was like, I can see his mouth moving. Like, this is not impressive. Um, but I was reading about him and when he, like, he started off on vaudeville, but then he had a huge, long career on radio, and when you're on radio, no one, yeah. very similar to a podcast, dad, um, no one can see your lips. Yeah. You know what's odd about that? Uh, I never look at the ventriloquist mouth. I always look at the dummy. <laughs> it is odd. It is weird, dad. Um, we have not really talked about Jack and the Beanstalk. We have not. Um, so in the Jack and the Beanstalk story, it follows, there's not a, what is it, like a goose with a golden egg or whatever, if that doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but in the story, there are a few scenes that were cut out, one of which would have been interesting and would have made it make a little more sense, is that the reason why Mickey got the magic beans was that he was conned by Honest John and Gideon. Um, at the market Ooh. to sell the cow for the beans. For Pinocchio. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they should not have cut that out. Right, yeah. It's only an hour long. Right, yeah. This is also the last time Walt Disney would voice Mickey Mouse. I never knew he did voice Miss Mickey Mouse. Wow. He did. I always liked Mickey's voice. When Walt did it or when the new person did it? I don't know who did it. I just liked it. Dad, let's hear your best Mickey impression. Oh, hey, my name's Mickey. How are you? <laughs> kind of changed in that last sentence. Kind of southern <laughs> right at the end. <laughs> How are you? What I liked about, uh, one thing that I liked about um, Toad uh, was the story of, I really love the story of, uh, Ratty and uh, mm, help Mole? me, Molly. 
Rowdy and Molly, because I'm telling you, that was me when I was a kid. Dad, what sources yes. do you use for this episode? Well, my sources are pretty original, actually. Uh, the first is the book that I read. Yeah. Which is? Uh, the Wind in the Willows. By? Mr. Graham. Kenneth Graham. Kenneth Graham. And the second is um, the Disney film that I watched, comparing and contrasting yeah. with Kenneth Graham's uh, story. And I read um, uh, several <laughs> uh, Wikipedia pages. I hate saying Wikipedia, but that's what I did because that's who I am. And I read several Wikipedia pages about uh, Ichabod Crane in general, which is really interesting because it takes you away from the Disney aspect of it. But uh, that's what I did. That's that's my those are my sources, and uh, my own mind, my imagination. Right. Yeah. Which I I'm, it would be a footnote somewhere now. Do you want to mind. copyright your imagination, Dad? Mind copyright 2020. Right. Yeah. That's uh, that's it. How about you, Sarah? Yeah, my sources are from tor.com, from another article by Mary Ness, who I think is quickly becoming a wolf sister favorite snarky um, reviewer, and um, Disney Wiki fandom about Brom, Brom Bones and Wikipedia. Um, and you, Natalie? I used atlas obscura uh cosmopolitan magazine and wikipedia what, what came from cosmo i should have said this um bongo the bear's story that sinclair lewis wrote um was originally in cosmopolitan magazine oh that's interesting so i guess cosmo used to be something a little different than it is today. I would say so can you imagine if cosmo <laughs> how to keep your man happy how to lose 20 pounds in one hour and a fun story about a circus bear going back to the woods <laughs> natalie do you have a scary scale rating for tonight's movies i i think you should because they were scary both of them were scary in different ways or if I had fancy free, I'd give like a 2.5. Based on what? Um, ventriloquism. <laughs> really? There were, um, I felt like the, the, um. And, and Donald Duck's like rage. Yes. Starvation. Yes. That was the one that I was like, I think that's when I was like, this, this has to rank because he, he went crazy. He did. And then for the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, I'll give it a seven. It's pretty scary. Yeah. Both scary. Yeah, I would say, like, the whole, like, knife chase is scary. The weasels. Hence the weasels. Yeah. Um, like, him just, like, being in a prison cell. cell. Um, and then most of Ichabod's story is scary. Um, oh, yeah. Especially, especially the chase through the cemetery with the headless horseman. Um, so every week we say what our favorite movie is of all the movies that we've watched together for this podcast. Um, right now, both Sarah and I's favorite movie is Bambi. 
Sarah um, does Bambi keep it or did Fun and Fancy Free or the Adventures um, win over? Um, I'm definitely done with Bambi and Fun and Fancy Free only because of the of Charlie McCarthy and Mortimer Snurd. I, yeah, basically I figured out that when I'm ranking these movies, it will probably be based on whether or not I laughed out loud. And there were several literal LOL moments during, if I could have had Charlie McCarthy and Mortimer Snurd in all of these movies so far, yeah, I probably would have enjoyed watching them more, especially last week. Yeah. Although I think it maybe would have been way more offensive. But maybe not. I don't know. Like the Salutus Migos and Three Caballeros. Yeah. I think Mortimer Snurd would have been like an adorable, like, what's that? You know? Um, yeah, I think I... Uh, I think mine is still Bambi. But I do... I did really... I. Yeah, I do yeah, really like, I really like Fun and Fancy Free, huh? Oh, Fun and Fancy Free, yeah. That's what you just I, talked about. No, I thought you were going to go with The Wind in the Willows. Cause no, no, because the Ichabod story just really ruins all yeah. of me, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's still Bambi, but, like, not by that much. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, but I think based on this conversation if people have not I before this episode happened I was concerned that maybe Fun and Fancy Free was only good for me because I grew up watching it but I do think there are pieces of it that people can appreciate yeah. even if they did not grow up with it I I would agree with that it holds yeah can I weigh in yeah okay I've watched all these movies so far no you haven't yeah. you don't yes, have in the reluctant dragon no, not that one. Yeah, I haven't done that yet. Okay. And you know what? I think the only thing that stands between Natalie just dismissing Cinderella, or no, not Cinderella, what is it? Bambi. Bambi. And just going with our favorite, and Natalie, I say ours, I mean you and me, um, with, you know, the Wind of the Willows, is because that Ichabod Crane guy was there and at the end of it, and he just ruined everything, you know? Sir, what's the next movie? The next movie is Cinderella, which came out on February 15th, 1950, which means that we have officially entered the 50s for our Disney movies. All right, so, uh, and we have special guests next week as well. We do. We have the Jameson family. We have Sarah and Josh, mom and dad, as well as their two daughters, Josie and Mary. Josie is just finishing up kindergarten, and Mary is three, I think. And so their ability to stay on one topic um, is probably the same as Eric's, our dad's ability. Yeah, so it'll be like the same episode twice, but with higher-pitched voices. Mm -hmm. um, but apparently they love Cinderella, so we are excited to have this conversation with them. Yes. So as usual, feel free to email us with any questions or comments or suggestions at wolfdisneypodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at wolfdisneypod. 
we'll be back next week with Cinderella. Yay! This has been Wolf Disney. Thanks for listening. Our theme song is Lamb and Wolf by Poddington Bear. See you next week. Um, and yeah, Winnie the Pooh is a major character. He's pretty, pretty prominent. He's otter. He's an otter. Oh. And they don't even mention him in the Wind of Willows. I mean, in the uh, uh, Toad story, you know. <laughs> Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad? Yeah, they don't oh, think about him. In the book. No, they don't mention him in the movie. Yeah, he's only in the book. book. Yeah. Okay, I just want to let you know. All right, thank you. Okay, I love you. I love you too. Good night. Good night. Good night.